Fucking, I remember one day after about 12 months, just I woke up, man. It was like weird. It was just like, dang, it's ticked me like that. I woke up. I thought, I can't do this. I'm fucking like, this is not for me, mate. I can't do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just went out the bar, just fucking grabbed an extension cord. Fucking trigger warning guys tried to fucking string myself up and that. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, man, it didn't work. But, you know, I fell back down, put the end off and all that. And, yeah. um, I got real angry then, you know. It's like I felt, I felt hopeless, you know what I mean? Like, because at that stage, like, what's going on in my head is like, you know, I, I fucking had so, or such a high risk, high reward lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, adrenaline, fucking fast, high risk, high reward lifestyle. Like, everybody wanted to know me. Do you know what I mean? In my own lunchbox, I thought I was a legend. Do you know? And then, um, Man, I fucking become a myth, you know what I mean? Yep. I was just a name in the wind. No one gave a fuck about me. Now I'm just another cunt in the street watering his fucking front lawn, you know? Yep. And I fucking find a cop it. But fuck, depression must have kicked the fuck out of me, you know? Yep. And um, yeah, man, I just take my own life and then it didn't work. And then I just felt like a failure, man. I just felt like, well, you, bro, you can't, well, you, you can't even fucking pull that off. And then I got proper angry, so I just grabbed the fucking phone, rang the local jack shop. You know what I mean? In our area, and I said, "Fucking, you know, I said my name, my address, date of birth. I said I'm an SDO. That means I'm a serious violent offender. And I said, um, you just want to come over and sort it out, or else I'm going to fucking kick off hard. You know, I'm going to hurt some cunt. Yeah. Fucking, um, my idea was to fucking run out the front and just get fucking sprayed by the jacks. You know, run out for fucking blade or something. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Tonksy Media Podcast. Today's guest is a very familiar face throughout social media. He's a convicted drug trafficker, having lived a life of drugs, crime and prison up until just a couple of years ago when he decided to turn his life around. He goes by the motto of no longer pushes dope, he pushes hope um, and is the proud owner and founder of Hope Cartel. Without further ado... I introduce to you, Mr. Gary Wright, a.k.a. TikTok Gary. Welcome to the podcast, brother. What's happening, mate? What's going on, Tonksy? Good? Good, man. Good. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Here's my brother. Look, Thank mate, you. Just... It's an honour. Yeah, so I just want to um, firstly say, bro, it's an absolute honour to have you on. I appreciate your time, brother. Um, yeah, hope we, hopefully we can uh, put out a, a good message and, um, and, yeah, do a ripper of a podcast. Yeah, sweet as man. Same goes back to you. You know, it's an honour. Any chance I get to push a positive message, I'm definitely up for it, bro. You know, can't be said enough. Needs to be said louder for sure. 100%, bro. Yeah, really appreciate it, brother. All right, bro. So I really, I think we should uh, start, um, sort of take it right back to the beginning, bro. Um, Sort of explain where you were from, where you sort of raised a bit bit about your, uh, your childhood and your upbringing, bro. Yes, sweet man. All right, so I come from the western suburbs of Melbourne. I'm a Vic boy. Um, you know, I grew up in a town at the west there uh, called Melton. It's um, like 
lowest housing uh, out on the west side, you know. So a lot of riffraff, man, a lot of drug activity, you know, single mums, you know, kids that come from broken homes and all the rest of it, you know. Yep. So um, yeah, there's plenty of crime in the streets. And, um, yeah, mum mum was actually – mum's a good person, man. She, like, she proper tried, you know. Um, she's been a nurse as long as I've been alive. Uh, she had three boys. You know, my dad, he was – um. You know, he, he was all right. He was a bit of a troublemaker growing up and that, but it wasn't too bad. He just um, was robbed of his potential from alcohol, you know, so become an alcoholic and that. Yeah, fucking so evil, Yeah, it's the lowest in that. Yeah, dad wasn't there um, financially, and he, he was in and out, you know. Yep. So I hadn't seen my mum together. So it's pretty much just mum, and um, I've got two brothers. I'm the oldest. So it's pretty much just mum. And the three boys, you know, she's uh, she worked all her life, you know, two jobs sometimes, you know, working with kids, you know, you know, as a nurse. So she's a good person, a proper fruitful member of the community. But you know, there just wasn't much money in the home, bro. You know, like, I mean, we had food on the table at night. You know, we had Christmas presents under the tree, we had a roof over our head. But you know, I remember twenty bucks being fucking ten bucks for ham sandwiches. The other ten bucks is petrol to get to school, and then we're bust again. You know. Yeah, I can relate. I can relate a lot there, brother. To be honest, like it was a similar sort of upbringing myself. Hey, eh? like yeah, we were rich with love, bro. But yeah, the the cash side of things were a bit um bit on the average side. But we got by. As a kid, you don't understand that, do you? You know what I mean? Like I didn't get it. You know what I mean? All I knew was we just broke. You know, I didn't understand that it was because dad wasn't there. You know what I mean? It takes two wages to raise a family. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. So I just. I just seen mum bust her ass going to work and fucking we were broke for it. You know, that's all I noticed. Do you know what I mean? So as soon as I stepped down to the fucking real world, the teenager stuck your head and we balls and that, I was just like, fucking, mate, the job wasn't on the cards. You know what I mean? I was just like, what do I work for? Watch mum go to work every day. And she's fucking, we're broke, you know? But, like, that's not her fault, you know? You don't you don't know all that shit when you're young, you know what I mean? It's just the way it worked out. They've not been there and that. So, yeah, I had a little bit, sorry, to cut you off, go. You're right, I just said 100%, bro, yeah. Yeah. I had a little bit of a go-getter life, look, look on life, you know, like a little, a bit of an extreme attitude on life, but I don't think anybody's born bad, Tonksy, you know what I mean? I don't think, is anybody born evil, you know what I mean? I don't know how it works. You know, I don't think so, but I was just like, I can remember kids like climbing trees, jumping puddles, you know what I mean? Like, and I had little water balloon fights and shit, and I was just like, it was boring, you know what I mean? That yeah. shit was boring, you know what I mean? It wasn't enough. I needed more to stimulate my brain, you know? Yeah. So I'd like find an abandoned house and smash the window or something. I'd get the same buzz as some other kid down the street jumping a puddle, hoping not to get his shoes wet, you know what I mean? Like, that's about it, man. That's all it really was, you know? Um, but then that, that all there was enough to sort of fucking have a package to steer me into a life of crime, you know, with the area... You know, coming from a broken home where dad wasn't there, wasn't much money, and then I had a little bit of a thrill-seeking attitude, and that was it, man. That was enough, you know what I mean? That was enough to steer me into a fucking life of hell. Yeah, yeah, right, yep. So, um, sort of where did it, where did the sort of crime thing, crime side of things start, bro? Like, around what sort of age? Like, it started like, like, uh, you know, I was always getting in little fights at school, 
Do you know what I mean? I've got, I'm, I'm, I'm not the tallest cunt like you, man. You're a giant. I'm not short in that, you know? Yep, yep. So, like, I've got that little man syndrome, man. The second someone looked at me twice, I was having a crack, had to prove something, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. And, um, yeah, fucking, I don't know, fucking, it was like a few punch-ons from school and that. I was just a few, I was actually, I was fighting a lot. I was actually, I've become, like, probably mid-primary school, I've become, like, the bad boy in the school, you know what I mean? I was getting suspended the most teachers were like, oh, Gary again. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was attacking teachers and shit. Kind of a kid. Well, I had ADHD and shit. So, like, you know, I had, and, and I didn't have a male figure in the home telling me what to do. So as soon as a male figure told me what to do, I, I, I took it real serious. <laughs> like, a, you know, it's an insult, you know? You know, yeah. my fucking dad, that shit, you know what I mean? Yep. And then, so, uh, by the end of high school, or by the end of primary school, sorry, I'd, I'd done a couple of bergs, placed a couple of houses, little sheds and shit. You know, I fucking smoked some weed, some cigarettes. You know what I mean? Yep, yep. That type of shit. And got drunk a couple of times and all that. As soon as high school, high school kicked in, but it was all over, man. Like, I remember being um, in year seven and the teachers saying, look, what are you going to do for a job and shit? And being a cocky little fucking, you know, turd at school, you know what I mean? Always trying to fucking... Um, put on a show in front of the class and that. I used to say, oh, I'm going to run my area, miss, you know? Yep. And they used to go, oh, yeah, you're going to go to jail. Well, they weren't too wrong, but, yeah, man, fucking, um, I don't know, I went to juvie. We were doing shit. By, by, by mid-high school, like, I left, like, year nine. Before the before I left, I was doing shop burgs and shit, like, we was doing fucking smash and grabs down the street and shimmying into fucking the storerooms beating the fucking alarms on shops and that, and, yep. you know, fucking pass back out and shit like that. I went to juvie during, um, during high school. And then I come out and fucking, you know, growing up in the area, like the, the kids with the gold chains and the Nikes and the fat fucking ride and that, fat rims and shit, like they were pretty appealing, you know, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Probably, and um, as much as I was a fucking sort of an impulsive kid, because I think, once again, go back to the A to D and H, I think it's got a lot to do with it, you know. Um, I had a lot of time to think about everything I was doing, so I probably seemed pretty impulsive, pretty spontaneous, but everything was pretty methodical in my head, you know what I mean? I yeah. knew what I was doing, step, you know. Yeah. And um, so I remember going away for Bergs, juvie and that, and I fuck this Bergen shit. Like, it's just... You know what I mean? Like, every second week they're fucking catching up. They knew what us little punks were fucking doing, you know? Like, they knew our MO. Yep. Uh, catching up with us and always finding – we thought we were organised far from it. Like, they'd find us with stolen goods down the creek or, you know, out behind our mum's shed or, you know, some fucking abandoned house or something. So, we were always getting pinched in that and it was just stacking them up, stacking the charges up in heaps of trouble and shit. And um, I'll injure you off or fuck this Bergen shit. So, when I come out, I approached a few of the older guys and they approached me at pretty much the same time as vice versa, I suppose. And, um, and yeah, it was just a given. I was like, can you put me on? So they started, you know, passing me packages and I started moving weight and that. Yep. You know, I mean, by 16, man, yeah, not, fuck, not even probably a day over, fresh out of high school, I was fucking, I had a 10 grand tick bill, you know? Yep. And, um, that was just rolling over, you know? Like, um, yeah, man, fucking tick up whatever I wanted, you know, from fucking Roscoe's to fucking Pitbulls to fucking gear to fucking you name it, you know. If I wanted a new push bike, they would have put it on the bill yeah. as long as I kept working, you know. And, um, yeah, man, we got into the techno scene. So 
So like at that age, we were getting in, you know, warehouse parties were pretty big. Look, it hadn't the techno scene, like that shuffling scene and that down here, I hadn't hit the club scene yet. So it was still pretty underground. So there was a lot of little fucking warehouse parties and shit. Yep. Fucking like 96, 97 and shit like that, you know? And fuck, bro, that, that stuck too, eh? Like, I remember, like, because, as you know, I'm from Tassie originally, bro, and yeah. that shuffle scene, I remember when I was 15, 16, and, and you know, you've, you've got 10 years, 12 years on me or, or so, but when I was around that age, bro, that shuffle club scene, you know, fucking the Melbourne shuffle, man, it was the shit, you know? Every every cunt <laughs> learn how to do it, like, but, um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you had to be that. You had to know how to shuffle that. So fucking um, yeah, man, that was it. Like I started fucking uh, going out grooving on on eckies and shit, you know. Um, fucking yeah, man. And um, uh, it was speed back then. It was speed, Vicky's, coke, acid, weed, it's like that, man. Really, you know. Yeah, the ice wasn't um, wasn't around back then. Nah, nah, a little bit of K and shit, uh, a little bit of MD and that, but it was fuck all. Nah, no ice, man. Not yet, anyway. I hadn't fucking. It was Smack, but Smack was a totally different fucking ball game. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was just, that was some real street shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep. going out on a, wanting to have a good time was fucking getting a 50 rock and getting stoned, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah. And so, like, um, I was just moving fucking weight in, in, at the parties and that through between mates and shit. And, and fucking, um, I was, I was using two, but you know what I mean? Like, I was party prescriptions. And then, yeah, but I don't know, I was about 18, 19 around there. I thought, fuck this once again. I've got, I've got, to, get, I've got to get more out of this shit. And um, so I just stopped taking everything, man. I full quit, you know, which was pretty rare. Like, everybody else was like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yep. I was just fucking starving for the dollar, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, man, so I quit everything. And then, obviously, well, you know, it just gets out of control then. You know, if, if someone's um moving and shaking all day, every day, and, they're not using none of their products or you know what happens there. You know what I mean? You blow up, you know? 100%. And what comes with that is a lot of fucking, you know, a lot of headaches, man. Um, what do they say? More money, more problems. So, yeah, you know, the jacks, man. It was bigger weight, you know, bigger connects, you know, task force. Fucking, you know, started getting involved in gangs and shit. You know what I mean? And yep. Yeah, it screwed right up. And then it was the city, rocking the city with the strippers and the casino and restaurants and all that shit. You know what I mean? I, early 20s, man. I had a hair salon and fucking, you know, all designer furniture and fat chains and fucking, you know, getting around with a $100,000 car and all that silly shit, man, you know? Yep. And um, you end up, obviously, occupational hazard, man, going to catch a case, you know? Yep. So I end up catching a case. Early 20s, man. Um, so I was applying to an undercover bouncer out of my town too. It was out of my area, you know. And um, he was fucking. They sent two undercovers into the club scene up there in Ballarat. Yep. And fucking um, just to suss out what was going on, you know. Like they, I don't know if they had their eye on us, but they were just fucking pump these two chicks in like they were proper jacks, like undercover officers wearing wires and shit like that. And um, yeah, man, they. Sent him in there to see if they could fucking sniff something out, and they ended up fucking. It's a funny story, like this is the bouncer. The first night in the, in all the brief and that, the first night they sent up, there was two girls. One of them was really pretty, one wasn't so pretty, another little plump, you know. Yep, yep. And so the first night they sent up the not so pretty girl, and um, the bouncer, the, you know, was a fucking bloke we were working with. He told her to fuck off when she asked for some bickies. The fuck do you want? Who the fuck are you? Get out of here. The next night they sent the pretty one up and he fell straight, hey, baby, come here. He said, nah, you know, give him his, give her his number and that and um, the usual. And 
Uh, over about six weeks or something, they bought um, 7,000 Vickies and 1,100 grams of speed, which is just 100 over a key. So, and then I think a couple of pounds of tool. In what sort of time frame was that? Six weeks. Fucking hell, bro. Yeah, they're pumping it then, yeah. Yeah, we're pumping it, yeah. And fucking, um, they had about 700, I had 700 bone decepts on me. So they were like, he was ringing, they were seeing him. He was then like, and he'd say, hang on, he'd ring me. He'd be like, fucking, oi, you know, I need to see you and that. Like, yeah, sweet. He'd come see me. That's all under surveillance. Then he'd go back to see the girls. They'd pass him the monies and he'd pass him the gear. The gear would go back in the safe. Obviously, the cop's safe. You know what I mean? All yeah. like that. And it was fucked, man. It was all, I was gone, man. It was pinched. Like, they had me, you know, phone intercepts, surveillance, wiretaps, you name it, man. I fucking had the gear. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, man, so I was, I was always going to fucking take a plea on that. I was fucked, you know? That's just a pain. And, um, yeah, I've got a, so, a five with the three. Yeah, you're right, brother. Go, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I've got a five with the three for that. Yeah, five with the three. So, yeah, I ended up doing the three. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, man, I'm fucking. Whereabouts did you do the time, bro? Which which prison was that? Um, shipped around, started off. They put me in, um, because I was. I was still little, man. I was short, cunt, you know. I was yeah. still little and that. Baby-faced and shit. I was um, in my early 20s. And um, so they put me in young offenders, adults, but like from 18 to 25 unit, oh, you know. Okay. yep, yep. I lasted a couple of weeks there. They fucking kicked me straight out of there because I was in with, like, you know, little street kids spray-painting and fucking, you know what I mean, running around fucking stabbing cunts. And, yep. You know what I mean? Bag snatches and shit, you know what I mean? I went for fucking drugs and, like, Oh, you know, I was doing all right out there. I was, like, way mature than them. And, um, yeah, so they said, get out of here. And they sent me to a medium, fucked up there, had my girl kicking for me and that. And then um, she got a challenge. I fucked her. I was with her for 10 years. That fucked their relationship, you know, being a greedy cunt. She, was just, she wasn't happy about bringing shit in, but I was like, come on, you know, look, this is solid. So she come in and that. Yep. Fucked that up. Um then I went to another medium, more like more of a, you know, it wasn't so cash medium, and it was a little bit more rougher. And then I ended up fucking getting a few punch ons there, and then fucking they put me in, um, went to Port Phillips slot management, and down the whole, down Charlotte, down there, down the spine. And then I ended up going to Barwon. Yeah. And right. I, so I got to mid sentence. Once I got to Barwon, I sort of thought, look, Probably needed it, bro. But at that age, you know, like I had a fucking bad head on my shoulders, had a bad attitude, thought I was something special. So, you know, I, I sort of was fucking running a muck in the system, and yeah, Barwin sort of like humbled me a bit because it was like, you know, you got killers up there, you got cop killers, fucking realized, bank robbers. You realised you'd hit a real jail. In other words, like yeah, yeah, drug importers, you know, hitmen. You know what I mean? Yeah. All the proper cuts. Like all the big lifers are up there. It's our most notorious prison, you know, in Victoria. Yeah. Where all the main heads get sent. So that was good. That was good to sort of, you know, I, I remember doing that jail a little bit more, watching what I say and did, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, you know, get out of hand. These cunts don't, some cunts just don't give a fuck. But it also was, I suppose, it was a double-edged sword because I also realised at that stage, you know, walking the yard with lads and that, having a yarn, that I was actually good at what I did, you know. Like, at that stage, you're trying to prove something to yourself. Like, all those years I was just talking about, bro, you know, since I had hair on my balls, I'm trying to prove something to myself and, and other people, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. a survival instinct. Like, 
I'll do this, so don't dare do this to me. And you know what I mean? And I'm trying to fucking tell myself, you know, you go all right, but do you really? And then I'll keep testing myself, you know? Yep. So it was all that shit. Um, you know what I mean? So once I got to Barwon, started walking the laps and that, cutting laps, like I realized that I was good at what I did, man. And that was just another fucking boost to my ego because, you know, I could walk the walk and talk the talk, you know? Like I was, I, I, I thought I was good. At what I did, but I actually worked out, you know, like I, I fell, fell in the pecking order, you know, like don't get me wrong, I was nowhere near the top of the food chain, but I was far from the bottom as well. So that was enough for me to go, yeah, man, this is what you, 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 you're meant to do. This is what you're good at. You know, I hadn't learned my lesson hard enough yet. Yeah. And then um, when I got out, just got back to it, man, like got back to it proper, you know, and then it just there, yeah, got out of control eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, so, just give us a little bit of a recap on sort of what age and stuff was this around your jail sentence. So, and by the time I, th- I got sentenced, by the time I got sentenced, I would have been about 24, 25. Okay, yep. Like, yeah. Um, the pinch was late 2005. Right. That was the pinch, but it took about 18 months or so, 18 months, two years to go to fucking to court. Yep. Drug blues, they get dragged out big briefs and that, you know, with so much evidence. So, um, yeah, and then by the time I'd done my sense, i come out, I would have been about 28. Yep. I reckon. Going on 28, around there. Yeah, and by this stage too, bro, you, because I know obviously from watching previous podcasts and, and, you know, watching your content and stuff, you didn't touch drugs or, or, or you know, create a habit until later yeah. on in life, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All these years I'm saying that I was proper active. There's no drug taken at all. Oh, sorry. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you know, occasionally have a bump of fucking gear, you know, like Coke. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. um, I have a couple of drinks. But, but man, what when, a habit, like. Nah, never. Like, and that was very rare, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, New Year's Eve, I popped some bickies. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, New Year's Eve, I let my hair down. Yep, yep. Like that, you know. Um, maybe once every three months I'd play up. Yep. You know what I mean? But it was very, I was just so driven, so determined to fucking, you know, on what I created, yep. that little fire I thought was everything, you know what I mean? So, like, I was just, man, I can remember, like, straight up, I can remember getting batches of gear or batches of pills and fucking going through the whole lot, getting rid of getting getting the money back, going through it, getting rid of it, getting the money back, and two, I'll come down to the last fucking bicky or the last dot. And fucking bang, I'd smack it out, and then I'd be like, "Look at that, you know, look what I just done." And I didn't have one fucking dot, not one bicky did I take of that shit, you know. And I was real proud of that. That went on for years, you know. Yeah, yeah, I used to get a buzz out of it, you know, like doing what not many would, you know what I mean? Yeah, like just getting a dot back for every fucking bit. Yeah, yeah I, so I can, like, <laughs> I can also relate there, bro. Myself too. I know that feeling, you know. Yeah, I, I was on the shit, like. um, on the shit for starters when I first started dealing it, you know, and then, um, and then, yeah, went through a stage of not touching it at all and thinking I was king shit because I was, I could do that, you know, but little did I know it was just a little fucking thing in my mind, you know, eventually it grabbed up yeah. me again and fucking drove me into the ground, but yeah. Yeah, it was like, it's like a dopamine hit, isn't it? You know what I mean? 100%. That's what I used to get. Like I used to get a little rush once the batch was done. And I had all my stacks in. I used to get like a little rush, like projects succeeded. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Yeah. But um, yeah, man. So I got out. Where are we? I got out, Barn. And um, 
yeah, man, fucking just hit the ground running, you know what I mean? Look, in the first couple of days, I was back into it, you know? So from jail, yeah. from jail, did you, um, obviously, you don't mention names or anything like that, but did you pick up any good, like any people that sort of pushed you in that direction more, if you know what I'm trying to say? Like, um, I did, I did, yeah, I did, I did make some connects and stuff like that, but, um, you know, fucking, uh, you know, a lot of people in jail are actually like, you know what I mean? Jail does something to a motherfucker, you know what I mean? It's like, you can't trust the crook, you know what I mean? 100%. And uh, so over the time, what I will say, over the time of fucking, you know, moving and shaking, the people I found were the best to do business with were the ones that were fucking family men that fucking hadn't been to jail, that hadn't been in the jack shop, that had a business. Do you know what I mean? And that was just their side hustle. Because yep. then he can't get his hands dirty and going to prison or catching a case or fucking getting on it. They were a fucking headache. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah. And usually, yeah, usually blokes like that too, you know, nobody knows about them. You know, they've got so many people down the line, you know, their name's completely yeah. out of the picture. Like, I know a few blokes like that myself. Like, smart men, really, if you're in that world, you know. But um, Yeah. I suppose, yeah. you know, a lot of people don't get pinched, man. Like, but in saying that, man, as you and me both know, you know what I mean, karma's a motherfucker. Like, they've got to deal with the universe. Like, I do know motherfuckers that have never seen a jack shop, never seen a day's jail, push weight their whole life, like proper just family man, businessman, always did something, always did it in third person. But, um, when their kid grow up, their kid become an addict. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you know, like, just the way life is. You know? Yep. You know, next, they, they, they've never had a problem like, with drugs or taking it, and they've never had jacks on their door, or you know, never been in the house shot out nothing. You know what I mean? And but then their next minute, their kids fucking being snatched up for a debt. You know what I mean? Like being fucking pistol whipped. You know, going to rehab, this and that. Yep. Ends up ODing. Like I won't drop names, but I know the stories. You know, and yeah. it's like sad. I mean, like, to me, that's the universe, you know, straight up. It is, bro, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. Sure, if you spoke to him too and said, would you rather that happen to you? Would you rather cop 10 years than that happen to your child? They would say all day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, in saying that too, like, um, I've also seen it in the opposite as well, you know, where, for example, you know, the parents are bad drug addict, but then the kid turns out, you know, yeah. One that owns businesses and this and that, like. Um, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's nice to see, actually, isn't it? It's good to see when you see kids come from broken homes, it's all fucked up, and then I end up turning their life around, become real family men, and work their ass off, and just break the cycle. You know, they put a handbrake on that generational trauma. It's actually good to see. I know a few families like that. It's really good to see. You know, yeah, likewise, man. I suppose the odds of the statistics say that if the home's broken, you know what I mean, then it's just going to get passed on down the line nine out of ten times. Uh, 100%. Yeah. Uh, just lucky bit. But, um, yeah, where we are, uh, but yeah, so I got out and now I had this mentality, bro, that I wasn't going to do nothing out of my area because um, if that had been in my area, it wouldn't happen like that. Yep. You know what I mean? Because it was a few towns down. Like, bro, I didn't know what the fuck was going on down there. Do you know what I mean? Like, in my... My hometown, I've got eyes and ears everywhere. Yeah. You know I mean, they couldn't come into our fucking street without us getting the mail, you know what I mean? So, like, little, like, at a local club fucking send two fucking randoms in that, no, everywhere, who the fuck would have been still stood out like dogs balls, you know? Yeah, yep. Yeah, like, fucking, and so I just stayed in my area then, and, um, yeah, man, we had got a pretty tight crew together by then, and, um, 
yeah, man, we just controlled the area straight up. It was our area, you know. Yeah. Anybody that come into our, 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 our turf, you know, we'd fuck around and then um, we wouldn't go out of anybody else's butt, you know what I mean? Like looking for anybody else's shit, you know. So that was our little tactic and it was safe bets like that. It was easy. To, it was easy. You know what I mean. It's like yeah. that localism. You know localism. You know what I mean. Like, 100%, like that, bro. You know? I'm from Tassie, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Hundred yeah. percent, bro. Definitely. Yep. But the same thing the Jacks run with localism too, bro. You know what I mean. Like yeah. the cops ended up, they end up get taking shit real personal too because their kids go to school and fucking their yeah. missus work area and they play footy together and they're down the pub together and you know what I mean all them ones and that so. Localism's rampant, you know what I mean? It's um, it's really part of communities, hundred percent. But um, yeah, and then you know the ironic thing is, you know, the next thing that fucking popped up was fucking um, was some big cases, man. We got some massive cases thrown our way, you know, um, alleged kidnappings and stuff. Yeah, right. Some serious, yeah, some serious bad alleged cases, and um, you know, fucking uh, one kidnappings. Worth anywhere from fucking like if it's a proper one, it's worth anywhere from seven to ten. Yeah. And um, you know, I had a bunch of them. You know, um, my whole crew went down. Between us, probably had a hundred charges. You know, from you name it, from shootings to kidnappings to bashings to fucking to drugs to everything. You know, yep. They walked out and fucking um, yeah, man, fucking that was that was the fucking demise of um of my crew. You know. Um, like the Jacks, you know, the Jacks say, you know, divide and conquer, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Our case was called Operation Fallout. So, you know, we were supposed to have straight up divide and conquer, you know, 100% they planted seeds and fucking broke us up. But, um, you know, also got blamed for a fucking close friend's death, you know? Yeah, okay. And yeah. That, that was pretty savage, you know, that, that way to toll on me. Yep. Um, end up getting found not guilty. For everything. Yeah, okay, yep. Apart, or apart from a punch on. Yep. Um, you know, there was a fight where I was on camera. We went to see someone, and um, he he fucking took off out the back door, hid in Nebraska or something. I don't know, man. He hid under a bed or some shit. I'm not sure. But um, we went to go catch up with this cunt. And his old man and his old lady come out the front. Okay. And fucking, yeah, he's an old man copped it and that, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, fucking his old lady got his old lady got knocked over or something, and yeah, it was all on camera and shit. But um, my alleged coies fucking all had hoodies on, so okay. I was the only one that went. So out of all those hundred charges, fucking what do I have? I had fucking five cases. Some of the boys had seven, some had three or four. Man, it would have been probably about easy a good twenty different cases, a hundred charges between five lads. Yeah, wow. And I went down. I went down on one case and one charge, yeah. and the rest all got you know, all got you know had to see juries and shit. But um, were you on parole at this stage, or it was that was over, or no, no, I finished my parole. Yeah, finished right. My yep, parole. Yep. Well, yeah, yeah. Finished my parole. Yeah. 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 Right. Finished my parole. Yeah. No, my orders. That's right. I was oh, talking yeah. about my orders. Yeah. Yeah. You know. That's right. Um. Yeah, man, like I've always finished the order, always finished, no breach of bails, nothing like that, never missed a court date. Like, you know, because I was always, always thought I'd fucking, you know, I like to think that we're organised. So, like, if the Jacks threw something on me, I was going to breach it and give them the fucking opportunity to lock me up for no reason, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, always through hoops when I had to. 
just to make my life easier, I suppose. Um, and um, yeah, man, fucking, I end up doing. I got what I get. I got thirty three months with twenty on the bottom for that, and so I had eight months remand up my sleeve because we got remanded, and uh, owed him twenty four months. I think we had twelve months on the bottom, so. No, 20 months on the bottom, but the eight months left 12 months. So yeah, I could have right. been out in 12. Yeah, I could have been out in 12 months. But um, I ended up fucking knocking back fucking uh, 14, 15 months for all, whatever it was, I can't remember, 13 months, something like that. Ended up knocking that back. and just did the whole thing, wanted to get out straight release. Yep. And, um, yeah, man, fucking, you know, that was when all that shit went down, like, you know, um, it was massive, you know, um, because – you know, like at the end of the day, bro, like, oh, I was driven by greed, you know. That's what it was. I was driven by greed, 100%. So, so was you I, know, bro. Like, yep. Everything, you know, all the nasty things I'd done, do you know what I mean? Fucking, it was always money-driven. It always was always business-orientated. Yep. Do you know what I mean? And then, um, you know, I was all businessmen straight up, you know. And um, when I was looking down the barrel at the rest of my life in prison, you know, the numbers, they're crunching numbers if we go down on this shit. And, um, you know, fuck, 15 years I would have been kissed on the dick by a fairy, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, wow. Yeah, like, you know, like it would have been way higher than that, I reckon. And um, so, man, the cricket of fingers, I thought, fucking, man, this is shit. You know, what have I gone and done? Like, right there and then, I was about 33 when I was running them trials. And I thought, what a shit career choice. Yeah. First time ever. That hit ya. Yeah, it hit me, man. It was like an awakening, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. what have I gone and done? I'm done here. Yeah? I'm fucked. Yeah. This is it. This, this is my last chapter, mate. You know what I mean? Yeah. My life's over. I'm, getting, I'm fucking pushing fucking 70, you know? Like, yeah. What the fuck? You know what I mean? What have I gone and done here? And, um, yeah, man, it was fucking little bit on no running the trials that I was going to get another shot at life. So, you know, uh, it's I, I could sit here and fucking whinge about, you know what I mean? Jack's fucking being shifty or whatever, you know, like this and that. But I don't go down that road, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, what about all the things I got away with? Exactly. I'm not going to whinge about the ones I didn't do, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just copped it sweet. I just copped it sweet, you know. And, um, yeah, I fucking, I remember my mum was crying in the courtroom when I got sentenced, which is sweet fuck all. Um, you know, in my head at that time, I was like a couple of years. Tops 24 months. I've got eight months remand. I've got 33. I'm home. Start crying. So I said, Mum, we're good, man. She said, Are we? I said, I promise, mate. We are fucking sweet. You know what I mean? Like, yep. And that was, I had a massive, like, chance of just life again. And right there and then, my mind had been made up real quick that, you know, crime doesn't pay. You know what I mean? Yep. And that, um, you know, I'm very lucky. I'm one of the lucky ones, you know? Yep. While I was running that case, one of my mates, um, he was on parole reached his parole, sorry, he was coming in, he got finished his parole, got got bail, and um, he was just like, fucking, you know, let's fucking, let's get amongst it and that, and I'm like, bro, I can't do shit out here, like, the heat, it's fucking ridiculous, like, you know, and I had a task force just monitoring, they're like a rope squad, they're called like a rope squad, they're just like to keep tabs on you, because if you fuck up, then it's going to come back on them, so yeah, there's okay. a bunch of fuck boys' names sort of fucking... Red highlighted that were fucking um, red hot. 
they had to keep tabs on us and these cunts were like sitting out the front of my house 24-7 and shit, you know? Yeah, wow. And um, I said to my mate, look, don't bother, bro. Fuck, you forget about it. And um, he ended up getting caught with a fucking kilo of smack in the roof of the house he was staying at. So he was fucked and um, he come back in, fell out with his girl and he ended up like, so I was at trial with one of a few of them cases, go back for a second. His lawyer comes in in the morning and says, um, did you hear about your mate? No, nah, what, what's going on? He said he fucking killed himself last night in the cell, you know? True, bro, yeah. Beat out, you know? Yeah, but fucking, so it was all heavy shit, man. It was heavy shit. It was starting, like, life was really starting to fucking drop a U.E. on me, you know what I mean? The universe is fucking, you know, serving us a fucking dish of fucking revenge, you know? And they karma. shoot, you know, they say, yeah, karma, man. Like, they say, well, they say revenge is a, a dish best served cold. Well, fuck, man, the universe was serving us up. <laughs> Fucking freezing, this shit comes straight out the freezer. Word, it was fucking my shit up, you know. Yep, it slapped me around, and um, yeah, man, I ended up going to. So I had this bad taste in my mouth about crime and that, and I went and did my time. As soon as I hit the yard, the boys were like, "What's cracking?" I said, "Bro, I'm retired, straight up." I said, "Yeah," I said, "Yeah, I'm done, man." So I'm going home. I'll be mid thirties. I'm going home, and um, that's the whack, man. I'm gonna give it a crack event. And straight can't do on the righty lock. I tell you, I've done it. I've fucking done what I need to do. I got through the breaks. I slipped through the cracks. I'm over it. Yeah. Wake so, up, you know. Oh, whatever. But, you know, in there, like, you know, as you know, Jane, I'm in the fuck, you know what I mean? It's fucking headache, you know. Like, it's hard to try and try and toe the right line, you know. And um, Definitely. And, and, and fucking when you take a backward step, can't smell it, you know what I mean? They can fucking smell it, you know? And can't can thrive fucking... off it too, thrive on, on looking for that too in there. It's just fucked, bro. It's just a dog hole. It really is. like. Yeah, so it was hard. Then I had like, you know, I didn't have that attitude. Like, I don't give a fuck. I'll do another 10. You know, I didn't have this attitude anymore. I'd fucking learnt me lesson. Yep. Still got cunts walking around with bad attitudes and that. And then I'll... You know, I ran a muck for the last fucking 15 years or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. hedged up, you know, in and out the system. And so, like, fucking, uh, I had enemies everywhere, bro. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Let's not lie about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't interested in fucking, you know what I mean? Going to war anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was fucking, I was done, man. You know? I was over it. I'd learnt my lesson. Yeah. And uh, so every day, man, fucking, I'll be honest, bro, it was, it was a scary sentence, that one. Every day, you know, I, um, I went to sleep, fucking thinking I got through today. And the next day, you know, I got up. I had, obviously had the tool up, you know. I was going to get caught slipping and fucking, um, you know, I hope to make it through that day. Because yeah. all it takes is one drama to pop off, you know, drop, get drop, new bus rocks up, you know, one drama comes off that bus and it's all over, man. You know what I mean? 100%. So I fucking, and because I, what do they say? You know, I started to feel, I started to wake up to what was really life was about. So they say you've got to feel to heal. Do you know what I mean? I started the feeling process. Like, what a place to start feeling and shit and in prison, you know? You're not supposed yeah. to feel nothing in there. Yeah, definitely. I was just an old man, and so it started fuck with me and that. It was a hard sentence, but I did it. It's all good, man. Got for the breaks, didn't have no headaches, you know? I was just ready every day, just you know, looking over my shoulder. And, yeah. But, you know, one day at a time, I was happy to go to sleep every night, that's for sure. Wake up, do it all over again, and come home, and then, yeah, man, had this mindset, like, that's it, man, I'm done. It's the whack. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm finished. No? Well, if only it was easy as that, man. I didn't know what I'd signed up for, you know? Yeah. Um, but it was heavy. You know, it was heavy, man. It was fucking the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, bro. You know, 42. And um, walking away from a life of crime, 
like yeah, like we always say, man, it's easier said than done. You know, actions speak louder than words. Hundred percent. Fuck that work, man. It's fucking hard work, man. It's fucking. I just remember the first twelve months, just telling myself, "You'll be right. You'll be right. You got this." You know what I mean? So drunk, can't be strong. You know what I mean? And yep. I got a straight girl and that, and um, and fuck, she had a couple of kids. And, you know what I mean? Kids got to go to fucking school, and she's got a nine to five, and yep. we're a nice little house, and you know what I mean? Fuck, everything shut down by ten o'clock, and we're back up at six. You know what I mean? In the mornings, and just a normal fucking every day, what everybody does, man. That everyday routine, you know. Yeah. Yep. Fucking, I uh, got my license because at that stage, I got out then, man. I never had a bank account, never owned a car, or helped nothing in my name, never signed for anything. I was just straight gutter, just street, just made stacks and fucking spending on whatever I wanted. And usually, if I had to go in someone else's name, so be it. You know what I mean? That's how I lived, you know. I was totally off the grid. Phones were throwaways, you know. I never had a social media, none of that shit. Like, what yeah. the fuck is email? You know, like, full proper street. And then, um, but I tried to just get involved in normal society and fucking Jesus, you know. I got my license and shit. That was cool. Ended up losing it, but whatever. And then, um, yeah, man, fucking, I remember one day after about 12 months, just I woke up, man. It was like weird. It was like, dang, just hit me like that. I woke up. I thought, I can't do this. I'm fucking, oh, this is not for me, mate. I can't do this shit. You know what I mean? Yep. And I just went out of the bar, just fucking grabbed the extension cord, fucking trigger warning guys, tried to fucking string myself up and that. Yeah, right. And, um, yeah, man, it didn't work. Like, you know, fell back down, put the end off and all that. And, yeah. um, I got real angry then, you know. It's like, felt, I felt hopeless, you know what I mean? Like, because at that stage, like, what's going on in my head is like, you know, I, I fucking had so, it was such a high risk, high reward lifestyle. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, adrenaline, fucking fast, high risk, high reward lifestyle. Like, everybody wanted to know me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In my own lunchbox. Thought I was a legend, you know, and then, um, man, I fucking become a myth, you know what I mean? Yep. I was just a name in. No one give a fuck about me. Now I'm just another cunt in the street watering his front, front lawn, you know? Yep. And I fucking trying to cop it, but fuck, depression must have kicked the fuck out of me, you know? Yep. And, um, yeah, man, I just take my own life and then it didn't work and then I just felt like a failure, man. I just felt like, bro, you can't, what do you, can't even fucking pull that off. And then I got proper angry, so I just grabbed the fucking phone, rang the local jack shop, you know what I mean, in our area, and I said, fucking, you know, I said my name, my address, date of birth, said I'm an SVO, that means I'm a serious violent offender. And I said, um, you just want to come over here and sort it out or else I'm going to fucking kick off hard, you know, I'm going to hurt some cunt. Yeah. Fucking, um, my idea was to fucking run out the front and just get fucking sprayed by the jacks, you know, run out for fucking blade or something. And then fucking death by cop, you know. And I thought then like that that at that time, that seemed like a good ending. You know what I mean? Like because I remember after I tried to neck myself and fucking I thought about my mate that did it and he you know what I mean, rest in peace, he's a soldier, but yeah, you know, he got mission for it, you know what I mean? Like fucking, and then so like, I thought, what are you doing, bro? And I thought, I'll go out for fucking bang, you know, ch- you know, channel seven, nine, and ten front page, you know what I mean? Yeah, yep. Advertising the bottom of me kicks under a white sheet because I fucking been shot by the police. Like that was an ending I could handle at that stage. You know what I mean? It made sense to me. Yep. Just fucking ugly. Now I think of it, it sounds crazy. But um, yeah, man. So I fucking waiting for him couple of minutes off the phone, bro, we're fucking two or three minutes off the phone and the roller door rolls up on the garage. I have a look, it's my fucking missus, man. She's rolled home for a fucking smoker, you know? True. I'm fucking, 
What's that? What the fuck are you doing here? I'm prepping myself to run out the front, front and get got. And um, did you tell her that? No, nah, not not straight away. Um, I couldn't really. Like, I remember her saying to me, "She's rolled in." She's like, "What are you doing?" I was weird, you know. She yeah. goes, "You're all right." So I just she can't could do tell this. something was up. Obviously, like yeah, yeah, she knew something was up, but um, I couldn't say. I was like, you know, when you're in your own head, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like percent. Conscious is watching you going, what are you fucking doing? But you're just on autopilot, you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, I know that feeling too well, bro. Fucking oath. You know, conscious yep. is going, well, you want a bar of this, you're right off. And you're fucking, you're going, you can't help yourself. You're just in the actions. You're in the motions, you know what I mean? It's Definitely. And, and um, yeah, man, fucking, I was just like, oh, I remember all I was saying to her, I was pacing around and all I could say to her was like, I just can't do it, man. I can't do this straight edge shit. You don't understand. She's like, you'll be right. What's the matter? I'm like, fucking talk to me. I'm like, I just can't do it, man. I can't do it. You don't understand. Because like, fucked, man. I just can't do this shit. That's all I could really say to her. Yep. And fucking, um, then I fucking looked out the front and then the soggies are there, you know, the SOGs are there running around with their fucking machine guns and their boots and their masks and hiding their behind letterboxes and point trees. And they start talking to me over the loudspeaker and shit, you know what I mean? As soon as that all kicked off, she's like, what the fuck? She's looked out the front. And she's just gone wide as a ghost. She's full straight at so what yeah. the, she knows my but she just watched me be a good guy for twelve months, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yep. What the fuck have you she, done? Like the first reaction, what have you done? Yeah. She thought I took out half the neighborhood or something with the amount of jacks we had a front shop the stove coming down and all that, you know. Same and uh, um, she freaked out, and then that's when she's like, "What?" And I said, "I fucking rang them on myself." She's like, "What?" I said, "I'm done, man. Like, I'm gonna go out there and just let these guns drop me, you know." And then she's like, "What? No!" She dropped to both knees, man. Like, grabbing my hands, started crying and shit. She's like, you can't do this in front of me. And you know, obviously, you know, I know what I know now. I look back on it, reflect back on it, and I can, you know, speak for what it was. You know, it was a cry for help. Exactly. I just didn't know how. Yeah. I didn't know what it was. You know, I, mean, I was just in the motion, and but at that stage it was a cry for help, and now I know that, and, and um, I just didn't know how to ask for help, and you know, she, she gave me a reason not to, you know what I mean? When she started saying, "Don't," you know what I mean? You can't, you can't do this in front of me. I love you, you know what I mean? Please don't, rah rah. And that's when fucking, you know, like I had every excuse not to. Then, you know what I mean? I didn't want to do that in front of her. Yeah, you know. I wanted to do it anyway, to be honest. You know what yeah, I mean? It was well, just... Well, in hindsight, yeah. she saved your fucking life, bro, hasn't she? Like... Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, fuck, thank fuck shit mate, because who knows what would happen. Well, on the, actually, that's funny that you say that. So I ended up going... So I'll get there. I ended up going out the front. So she... I put the fucking tool away, and I went out the front, pulled my top up. As I said to her, all right, I'll just I'll surrender, I'll surrender. Pulled my top up, dropped a Yui. Showed him I had nothing. Obviously, that fucking furry on the ground, the rest and that table tying me on face down. I'm on the concrete, and man, all this stress goes away. That cunt of a morning I had just was gone. Yep. Like I was at peace. Yeah. Like a whole on my shoulders. You know, controlled chaos I was used to. And as soon as they arrested me, I was going back to prison. I was, I, I knew what was that. I didn't know what a straight life was like. The fuck, I was trying it. It was hardcore. People that live a normal nine to five probably a fuck find this real hard to understand, you know, but. Like, I knew what going to prison was like, you know what I mean? I knew what that, those rest and give you a slap around. I was used to all that. Man, fuck, I had to get a job and all this shit, you know, license and bank accounts and mortgages and all that normal shit. Man, that was so, give me some anxiety. Yeah. It was heck. Yeah, we, and, um, 
here you are, like fucking what thirty early, early to mid thirties. Like that's older than me, bro. And um, you know, and you haven't experienced a normal life yet. So I can just imagine, bro. It just would have been just fucking queer in your and head, eh? Like fucking. What I say, you know, what I'm doing, what I've done for the last two years, is what a fucking kid should start doing at eighteen. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And, you know, you know, having a house in your name, paying your bills, you know, uh, you know, creating incomes. You know what I mean? Fucking, you know, things in your name. You know what I mean? Getting fucking a tax file number. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. all that shit. And, you know what I mean? All the car insurance and all that shit, man. Like I've never done it. You know, I've just only started doing all that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking, hundred percent. It's like I'm starting to like it's starting to do what I should have done fucking twenty five years ago. You know? Yep. And fucking um. So I'm face down and shit, and um, you know the copper. He, he, the cops obviously the soggies have got to clear the house. You know how um you hear them go from room to room. Police, 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 and then they're quiet. And you hear the gang kick off. Police, police, because they've got to sweep the house, make sure every room's empty. Yeah. And they do, and they pass me over to the detectives. Soggies have done their job, and this copper I'd known for fucking years, man, fucking broke his balls, you know, it was cat and mouse for years with this cunt, you know. Um, he fucking stood me up and he goes, he's looking at me and he's like fucking grabbing grab him a cigarette and uh, he says to the cop of the cops and that he goes, put his put his handcuffs in the front, loosen them up. Put some handcuffs because I had cable ties, put some handcuffs on him, loosen them up. He said to my missus, grab him a cigarette. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? I've never been fucking talked to like this by police, you know? Was this copper cool. recently, rec- like, always good to you? Or was, it, was he a kind of a copper, like? He's fucking bash me and rob me. Yeah, okay. You know, he was, yeah, he was fucking acting like my friend. It spun me out, you know? And, um... You'd see the change yeah, in you, obviously, like... I don't know what it was, man. He just, um... I don't know where it come from, but he said to me, he goes... I want to speak to you from man to man. Let's fuck the fuck the good guy, bad guy. Fucking act off for a sec. He goes, I'll speak to you from man to man. He goes, and um, now give me a couple of minutes of your time. And he goes, after that, he goes, we go back to fucking what we do, you know? Yeah. But um, I'm speaking to you from a bloke to a bloke. He goes, um, he goes, man, you're not right in the head, guys. So he goes, bro, I know you. I've known you all your life, nearly. He goes, mate, you're not right. He goes, look at you. He goes, you fucking. He goes, you're not right. He goes. I've seen a lot of things in my time. He goes, I've spoke to someone. I've sat on a couch and spoke to someone. I take a pill in the morning. He goes, I don't want to send you to jail. I want to send you to hospital. He goes, what do you think about that? And I was just like, man, like the enemy speaks the truth. It's a fucking weird feeling, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yep. the enemy, you know what I mean? Like it's weird, you know, it threw, it threw me for a six and it's like whatever. Yes, yeah, sweet, you know. Okay, then. I'd never spoke to anybody what was going on yet. But anyway, so jumping back to the ambulance, we're on the way to the hospital. And I've got two fucking one people that did me, you know, fresh out of the academy, can't stop on either side of me. Yep. And I said, it goes back to what you said, and fucking um, what would have happened if she didn't rock up? Well, fucking, I, I ended up asking them, I said to them, you know, what do you have, what they have in play for me, you know? Like, what was your protocol? And they go, all right, we were told not that you were in the shit. They go, we were told no one was allowed to approach you apart from the SOGs. They were the only one that were allowed to communicate with you. And um, the, what they were going to do is, this is the defences, like lines of defence they have for you. They go, first we're sending in, um, or offence, I should say. So first they said, sending in the dogs. So they would have sent in the canines. Yep. They said, if you got three canines, then they were going to send in non-lethal rounds. 
serve beanbag rounds. Yep. And then if I had got through the beanbag rounds, then they were going to send lethals. So, bro, I had a kind of a morning on me plate, you know what I mean? Like, Definitely. There was no – probably the first dog I would have screamed like a bitch, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Dogs, then fucking beanbag rounds, then lethals. Like, I wasn't getting what I was looking for, you know what I mean? It would have been, I was going to be hurt, and that's for sure. <laughs> it would have been a beautiful morning. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I ended up going to hospital, man, and fucking, you know, I spoke to doctors for three months and that, for the next three months. They released me and shit, but, um, doctors for the next three months, a couple of psychiatrists, this and that, and they just give me an assessment of what's going on with me head, you know? Yep. And, how you know I've got a I've got a bit of a gauge on it now. You know what I mean? Like like I said earlier on, that high risk, high reward lifestyle. Definitely. And uh, I'm all come crashing down. You know, um, I had the genetic makeup and the background and the environment to be to to, to step into a life of crime. They weren't surprised by my story at all. Like they were like, of course it's you a become a criminal. Thing. Of course you become good at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, of course, when you walked away, you come crashing down like a ton of bricks. Standard, yeah. you know, like that's pretty norm. You know, you're a little free, free seeking cunt, come from a broken home in a bad area. Yep. You've you got A to D and ADHD and shit. So when you, you know, hyper focus on something, you make sure you do it to your best of your ability. Yep. You had a lot of money that give you the emotion for it because you didn't have money. So therefore, you were good at what you did. You know, you were, you were too smart for your own good. When it was enough, when enough was enough, you decided to walk away, and um, and then it all come crashing down. They explained it to me like a footballer. They said it's like a footballer that plays footy and you know kicks the winning goal, plays the grand final, best and fairest, whatever this and that, and then retires and sits on the couch and has a beer. You know what I mean? Yeah. They said it had exactly. Then there's no fucking girls at the club anymore. There's no fucking fans wanting fucking autographs. You know what I mean? There's no. Yeah, no one's cheering for him. You know what I mean? He's just telling, but did you know I kicked the goal and fucking laugh? Blah, blah, blah. No one cares, mate. Round 22 on. We've got to go. You know what I mean? And yep. depression, you know? They said it happens a lot, you know. It happens with you know a lot of people, you know, yep. um, with a lot of industry. So that was pretty cool. I've got an idea of what was happening in my head, why it happened. I've got some answers, 100%. But once again, man, I had such a so much bad energy that I'd leaned into for so long. It wasn't as simple as coming home from prison and turning my life around. It wasn't as simple as sitting in front of some head doctors and fucking them telling me what time it was and, you know, working out. I still had a mad process, a mad transitioning period to go from a bad cunt to a good cunt, you know? Yep. So I went to back to the streets and, and just started using drugs, bro, you know? I broke up with my girl from, from drug use, you know? Yep. And um, I'm a raging addict, man. And what was, I the, just, what was the drug of choice, bro? Um, heroin, ice, G, yep. benzo, prescription pills, you know, like yeah, that. Yep, yep. Barbiturates. Um, so it was, I was, I was, is there anything I could get my hands on? I was surrounded. Yeah, I was surrounded by, um, you know, everybody that was using in the area. So, you know, I, I could get my hands on heroin, ice, G was pretty big at the time. Obviously, weed, alcohol, and prescription pills. Yeah, that were, that were my drugs of choices. And, I just fucking mate, you know, in a day I could consume all that and more, you know what I mean? Just up and down, up and down, up and down, you know, just fucking Yeah, I man, I did that for fucking probably a bit over four years and just become fucking I was a mess, man. I, in that time, you know, um I OD three times, you know. Yeah, wow. Um yeah, man, fucking had a bunch of attempts on my life. 
So uh, the crew's coming back, you know, trying to get it back at me. Yeah, now yeah. I'm just a, I'm just a washed up has been, you know, yeah. washed up cruel. Mate, you can't blame the enemy for fucking, you know, attacking you when you're at your lowest. You know what I mean? That's the art of war, isn't it? That's right, man. And yeah. Yeah, pick them when they're at their weakest. So, you know, and I created a lot of trouble over the time, and, you know, connected to the game. And so when I was sitting on a couch getting fucking stoned, they were fucking coming back for me. So I was getting attacked from all angles. And that was pretty fucking, you know, I didn't want to fucking attack back. Because I wasn't ready, for, I wasn't prepared to do the prison anymore. But I decided that you know, a few yeah. years earlier, you know, I, I done my time now. I was over it, but um, you know, so what was I going to do? Shoot back? I was doing you no know, favors, and I'll go backwards, man. You know what I mean? But uh, and like, what I could do is stand my ground. Lucky they were a bad shot. Mm-hmm. You know, I shot a bunch of times, man. Fucking bunch of drive-bys. Fucking, you know what I mean? Step out of a car, and bang shots come my way. Get yeah, out the way, and yeah, it was happening, you know, and um. That would have had yeah, to take, man, that would have had to take a fair toll on your fucking anxiety levels and shit like that too, wouldn't it? Especially being high as well. I know myself being fucked on the on the ice, bro. The paranoia and the fucking anxiety and shit that comes with it, and then having cunt shoot at you and shit. Like, surely you would have fucking you know your paranoia and shit would have been through the roof. Oh, shadow people everywhere. You know, after a couple of days, there's ninjas on the roof. If you ask me, you know no, what I, mean? I don't mean to laugh, but fucking hell. I know that feeling yeah. too well, bro. The old shadow people, fuck. And fucking, um, I had, I ended up getting stabbed, had a steak knife hanging out of me and shit. Fuck, yeah, okay. they just, they just left it. So like, I looked down at the t-shirt and I just had the, the, the handle hanging out. You know, like I couldn't see none of the blades. You know, fuck. Still ugly stuff, man. Ugly, ugly stuff. But you know, I'll be honest. It was the darkest time in my life. Hardest thing I ever done was try and walk away from a life of crime. And the darkest time of my life was being, you know, a drug addict. You know, I was the guy that, you know what I mean, if you wanted a rock, if you wanted a free rock, not a free rock, but, you know, if you wanted me, one of my boys to flick you a rock, fucking, you know what I mean, fucking wash my car or mow my lawn, you know what I mean? I was the same. Now I'm that, now I'm that guy that fucking is looking to mow a lawn or wash a car, you know what I mean? Yeah. Unwashed, starving, fucking boned out, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Broke. Just looking for my next bit of gear, man, and fucking, you know, couch hopping from trap house to trap house. It was fucking ugly, man. It was so dark, you know what I mean? Yeah. The future, my parents were fucking my funeral and shit. They were prepping for my funeral. They thought he's done. Everybody thought I was done, man. Had no respect, brother. No, from a guy that, you know what I mean? There wasn't a guy in the street that wouldn't give me a nod, and you know what I mean? Hope that I fucking give them a nod back to fucking no one. You know what I mean? I do, bro. When I walk past, you know, yeah. it's fucking so, you know, but it takes a big man to talk about it. It shows character, I believe, you know, because some people haven't got the minerals to talk about that shit, you know. You're 100% tell right it how there. It fucking was, it was future. It was so ugly, bro, where it was. But um, it had to be done, you know, karma. Once again, man, the universe is a beautiful thing, man, you know, not, not to be fucked with. And, you know, who am I to reap the rewards from? Selling drugs, you know, how many families did I break up? You know what I mean? Who knows? My product, who knows? You know what I mean? Yep. And now, well, I'm going to whinge about fucking, you know, having a habit. Man, I probably well deserved, man. I deserved it. You know what I mean? It fucking yeah. made me who I am today, man. It needed to be done, you know? So it is what it is, man. I copped it sweet. And, you know, fucking, it's just ugly, man. I have, a lot of, I have a lot of empathy for addicts, man. You know what I mean? Like, one thing's running around, moving and shaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? Worrying about catching up with you, you know, warring with other crews. 
a totally another thing worrying about where you're going to get your next rock the next day, man. That is fucking hard work, you know what I mean? 100%, bro. Yeah. I remember just, just like, flicked a memory in my head then. Like, I remember the days, bro, you know, through COVID and shit, too, right at the start of COVID, you know, in Tasmania, you know, the, the price of ice went through the roof. People were paying $150, $200, you know, a dot. And, and um, bro, there was cunts ripping people off left, right and centre, eight balls, quarters, all that sort of shit, you know. And, bro, I was, I was so, so cooked at that time, you know. I'd do up a few dots of fucking rock salt just so I could have money to go and play the pokies, you know. And then I'd do it three, four times a day, selling it to just, you know. And then not the last thing you expect is cunts to fucking come tapping on your back. You know, but it yeah. happened so many times, bro. You know, I could have lost my life so many times through ripping off fucking, you know, big names and shit yeah. like that. But, um, you know, it all comes with no. the junkie life, doesn't it? Yeah, man, 100%, you know. It is, man. It's part of it. You know, I got to see, um, you know, both sides of it, and that's what I needed, you know. I need yeah. to see the, the other of fucking what happens when, you, when someone pumps drugs into a community. How does that poison destroy a community? Well, you know. Um, yeah, I, I felt it firsthand, man. I got it. You know what I mean? I was like, you know, sitting there fucking, you know, looking at the guy with the nice car and fucking he's pumping bags and that, thinking, how can I get a rock off him? Little did I know, man, that I was uh, years earlier, you know? Yeah. So it was fucking, it was very like, very humbling, very, very dark period, but very humbling period in my life, you know, massive humbling, you know? So for four years, I read myself off and then, um, I was just done, man. I was over it, you know. I was just done. I was supposed to be home for my niece's, um, you know, she was born, my mum's first grandchild. So I've got two younger brothers. One of my brothers had his first, first my mum's first grandchild, the first baby for the family. Yep. And I was supposed to be home and clean. I promised I'd be home and clean by the time she came home from hospital, which I was at the hospital. My brother picked me up and um, we brought her home, but I was still using, you know, and, um, I just went back to the streets and used, you know, and uh, and that that really weighed on me too, man. Like I've always been, you know, family orientated, you know, a loyal cunt, you know what I mean. Tried to fucking, you know, my my word was everything in that. Yeah, and I was just, man, like I was, I was so skinny, man. People thought I was sick. People thought I'd like had fucking HIV or cancer or something. Yeah, like I was not poor, man. I was so bad. And no one had ever seen me like that. They were all like, oh, he's sick. He's definitely sick. You know, I caught something they thought, you know, yeah. some disease was taken. Yeah, I had a disease. It was called addiction. <laughs> and, um, yeah, bro, fucking, I sat, sat there with my head in my hands for the next six months, fucking just feeling like a fucking low life. And, um, you know, I remember ringing my brother and I said, bro, I've had enough. He says, has you? You know what I mean? Like, I've heard this shit, man. You know what I mean? I said, no, nah, word, I have myself. I was crying and shit, you know what yeah, I mean? I've been there. I can't do this shit, man. This is not me, man. You know what I mean? Like, what's going on? He's like, well, fucking, man, you know how it's done. The only person that can help you is, is yourself, man. He's like, I'll fucking, um, I'll ring you tomorrow. He works and shit, you know, he's got family and shit, you know, one the fives and all that. And he rang me the next day on his lunch break. He said, what's happening? I said, man, I'm sitting in the same spot. I was in a back bedroom, sleeping on the floor, you know. And I said, I'm sitting in the same spot. I didn't go get on yesterday. He's like, yeah, I can tell. He knows me well, you know. Tell him my voice and shit. And he's like, true? I'm like, yeah. Like, I'm over it, man. And then um, this went on for a couple more days. So 
So he rang me again the next day. I was in the same spot. Man, I stayed in that bedroom, didn't move for about three days straight, you know, just buckled, man, started with drawers, kicking right in. But I just didn't have it in me. Like, I was just done, man. I was fucking gassed out. I didn't have it in me to walk out the door and go and score, knowing that I was just going to fucking repeat the process that I've just done for four years again. I needed out. The way to do that out was just not to get on. Do you know what I mean? It is. You've got to go through the pain, bro, don't you, like? I just didn't want to do it, bro. And um, I can remember just thinking, fuck that, man, not again. You know, I've had enough. I've had enough. And he rang me on the like, was probably about 70 hours in or something, I reckon. That was just two or three days. and About three days, I think it was. The third day he rang me. And um, he said, bro, how are you going? I said, man, I'm in the same spot. I haven't eaten. I haven't showered. I haven't moved. I haven't gone to school or nothing. I'm a fucking mess, you know? And he said, all right, I'm coming to get you. He goes, I'll put you up in the bedroom. Why do you want Yep. And this is your brother, sorry, yeah. Yep. Your brother, yeah. He told brother, yeah. Yep. He's the next one. I've got two younger ones, so the one under me. Yep. And yeah, man, fucking, he put me on a bedroom and they just fed me for the next fucking four to six weeks, you know? I fucking crawled to the bathroom the first week. And fuck, I was a mess, man. Fucking, um, you know, just laid up in this room, you know, had a little TV. And my dog with me, obviously. Yep. You know, my dog was I got clean, man. I was actually cleaning before my niece's um, first Christmas, so yeah, that was wow, pretty cool. Bro. Nice. About six weeks before, I got clean, you know, and so um, we had Christmas with the family, and I was stoked, man, to have Christmas and shit, you know what I mean, and just be around my family. I was so blessed, you know. I was like, yeah. well, I'm unlucky. I was knocking on death's door, and then I remember saying, look, sitting with my family and that, and I was saying, you know what, I had a probably about six weeks up my sleeve of being clean. And I said, you know, I started doing push-ups in the garage and shit. You know, I got to give you the energy. You know what I mean? Put on a couple of kilos and shit. Thinking I was all sweet. <laughs> and, uh, and fucking, said to them, oh, this and fucking, I'll just get a little unit in the area. I'm good, I'm good. I'm done. <laughs> they will no fucking chance. They go, oh, yeah. a couple of months clean, I'll give you just a little unit in the area, you reckon? No way, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> said, fucking, you need to fuck off, you know, you need to get your head right. Yeah. And so I had a mate up cans that I'd known in and out the life and he got out the life prior, like years prior, and uh, went into marketing and, um, you know, building brands and social media and shit online. He'd done really well for himself, you know, affiliate marketing and all that sort of shit, you know, and, um, yeah, go go up and see him, man, you know. And he, we train Muay Thai together and fucking, you know, uh, train weights together, eat at restaurants, like, on and off all our life, you know. Yep, yep. And he was he was still doing that, but just wasn't doing any. He'd moved away and wasn't doing any crime or anything, wasn't fucking around, you know. He was just doing it all through um, the internet and shit, you know, doing well. Yep. Legit. So we went up there with him and... Fucking, I was just like kicking around, seeing what he was doing with his social media shit. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I remember he made one sentence, you know, all it took was one sentence. We were doing weights, and he said to me, he goes, Gaz, you got a brand, man. I said, yeah. He goes, yeah, 100% cunt. He goes, word. He goes, you've got a hell of a story. Like, you've lived a hell of a life. He goes, you're over it. You know what I mean? Like, you don't want to be part of that shit anymore. You got over fucking crime and then drugs. You got tattoos. You got a dog. Goes add some gym reels. You guys made a package right there. Because it's a social media. Just give it a crack. Oh yeah, okay. I'll give it a shot. And 
start dropping some little bits and pieces here and that, this and that, a couple of little war stories, got a little bit of traction, nothing major, you know, 50,000, you know, 100,000 views, something like that, you know what I mean? I'm yep. like, well, walking around court, cutting laps, you know what I mean? Just like anxious as fuck, just, just say whatever I could say, like just tell them a fucking yarn and then fucking post it, see what happens. Like I didn't even know what I was doing. Yep. And fuck. Just quickly. You know, and, a lot of yeah. my a lot of my viewers remember you. Like I remember because you know your your story, bro, is a lot similar to a lot of people in stuck in that world in Tasmania. Tasmania is a small place, bro. You know, if you don't know someone, you've heard of them. You know, it's like. Yeah. But um, I remember the the war stories and shit, bro. And I was actually stuck deep in addiction at that time myself. You know, yeah. and I hadn't been to jail yet, but. I remember watching those stories and watching you do laps and, and talking to the phone and you had your fucking, you know, the rough slang on, like he was fresh out, you know, to, to, to the viewer's eye. Like, um, but I remember thinking like, and then, but yeah, that's that, what I was saying is that most people remember you from, from my town, from, from those war stories, bro. Like, yeah, man. I, well, you know, like, fuck man. I mean, my story is, there's fucking thousands of kids, hundreds, probably hundreds of thousands of kids like that all across Australia, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's so normal, man. You know what I mean? To fucking, it's, it's not, it's not, I just think the rare bit, the is maybe I'm telling my story. You know what I mean? I've got out there and told it, man. There's so many people like that. You know what I mean? That go through that. Yeah. yeah go on, go on. Can I ask you, bro, do you believe in a higher power? Like, yeah. I'm not religious. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a Bible type motherfucker. Yep. You know what I mean. Like, I believe there is a. If you want to call it a god, yeah. I believe there's a, there's a higher consciousness. I believe you know Mother Nature, yep. the Earth where I, you know, um, karma. You know, I'm very spiritual. You know what I mean. Like I believe it's a collective conscious. We're all energy. You know what I mean. That energy makes up one one higher consciousness. You know what I mean. Like I'm really like a proper spiritual, and that's just what I've learned along the way, man. Like, Have you ever tried? Yeah, that, um, Along your along your journey, did you ever try DMT? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've done DMT and shit. Yeah, fucking wake yeah. me up, bro. Yeah, hectic, isn't it? It is definitely. I've done it a few times actually, and fuck, it's been different every time, bro. But wow, you know, it's it's. I completely understand the structure of life now. You know, it's fucking crazy. Like, I believe personally, I believe it, it's helped me with my recovery, bro. It really has. You know, I. First time I tried it was 10 days before I went to jail and fuck bro, like jail just was like, it was meant for me, you know, it was just, I don't know, I haven't I haven't really worked out how to word it yet, but it's, it's something special to me bro, fucking oath. Yeah man, well I, I totally hear what you're saying, I think, you know, life's a balance in all aspects, Definitely. you know what I mean, in all that jail probably was just that balance that you needed, you know what I mean? It was weighing it up, like, you know, it was it was sorting it out, man. I'll get it, you know, because, you know, you, you put that energy out there. You know, if you're not good to yourself and you're not good to others, you know, it's going to work. The universe is going to work it out for you. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. You know, yeah, man. And um, so I get it, man. I totally get it, you know. I really do. It's a trip, you know, to think that because, you know, like micro-dosing mushies, ayahuasca, DMT, all this shit, you know, it's becoming like, you know, it's becoming noticed and talked about, acknowledged and shit. And it's, you know, for someone that works in recovery these days, you know, on social, like, it's crazy to think that you can take a drug to get off drugs. Yeah, you know, like, that's right. That's, yeah. Yep. 
mind's work. You know what I mean? That's substituting. But, man, in the right environment, under the right circumstances, I, I think it should come to you. You shouldn't chase it. And that's um, you the know, 100%. It ain't an addictive thing, that's for sure. It scares the fuck out of you every time. But it's, I swear, it only happens, you never chase it. It just appears and, and you do it and it's a it's an awakening. Like That's how, yeah. how it's been for me anyway. I've never ever chased it or anything like that. It's just, you know, popped up in front of me and been that yeah. right, right time, right place. And it's just, you know, it's just happened. Like. I've got a mate that just went into fucking Columbia um, and did a, yeah, like a, a full ceremony like with shamans and shit in a hut and shit, you know what I mean? Yep. Fucking, um, yeah, it's crazy to think that like, you know, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't tell anybody that's fucking got themselves a habit to go get on the fucking, you know what I mean, the DMT or the ayahuasca because, you know what I mean, you might cook yourself and never come. Like, it's funny to think, you know, like, I'll just jump on some fucking mushies and try and find myself. You might never. Well, you'll find yourself, you might never come back. That's right. But so, like, closest and shit, you know what I mean? I don't know. It's a, it's a touchy subject, you know what I mean? But I know heaps of blokes that have healed that fucking disease of addiction with um with a heavy trip, man. Yeah. You know? Yep. Crazy. That's a crazy subject, you know what I mean? It's Definitely. fucking... We could go down a full fucking story right there, bro, a full another path there, but um, we won't. We, we're, coming, we're coming to an end, Gaz, but... What I want to, um, what I wanted to touch on, bro, is like, and that, that's why I mentioned to you, I like I asked you if you believe in a higher power, bro, because you all of a sudden just fucking blew up on social media, bro. You know, um, and yeah, and Hope Cartel, bro. Do you want to do you want to explain that a little bit, brother? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, talking about a higher power, man, like it's crazy, isn't it? Because um, I was actually handing in a resume to. Um, was up cans with my mate. I started to dip my just dip my toe in the pond of social media. Got a couple of bit of traction, a little bit of traction with some some war stories and shit, and um, just posting shit daily, man. And um, I was handing a resume. I need obviously my resume was doctored. Let's not lie about it. You know what I mean? I was handing to the fucking bottle shop um, to get a job in the local bottle shop. My dad died from drinking alcohol, you know, it was robbed, I was robbed of my dad from alcohol. So, you know, it would have been crazy to start pushing that poison for the government when I just uh, stepped away from fucking, you know what I mean? Pushing fucking poison in the community. Definitely. Like, what's well, okay. Legal, you know what I mean? Like, and anyways, I was, I was handing a resume and I rang my mate, the one that said, you know, like you should have his crack at social media. And, um, I said to him, you know, bro, I'm about to hand you this resume in a bottle shop. What are you doing? We'll come have a coffee. And he said to me, "What you thought? He goes, what you hand in a resume, a bottle shop, blah blah blah, it's running through it." He goes, "I go, yeah, yeah." He goes, "Man, you're documenting that." He goes, you, look, "That's content." I said, "Huh?" He goes, "Bro, that's that's what people love. That's the shit right there." You know what I mean? I said, "All right, I will." But that shit went viral. Yeah. So little did I know, viral video. Little did I know that my resume to the bottle shop was actually a resume for social media. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Fuck wow. trip. Off the trip, you know, and so, yeah, man. As soon as I got traction, I just started. As soon as I got the next snap in my way, man, I just started pushing a positive message. That was always my plan. My plan wasn't to come on social media and be some boobed out cunt strutting, fucking cutting laps. You know what I mean? Strutting around, talking tough. That was never it, man. Um, you know, I fucking and uh, yeah, from there, bro, I've just been fucking pushing a positive message and just keep leveling up. Today, you know. I'm, 22 months with September. Yeah, I'm 22 months. 
probably 24 months in November. So it'll be two years in November. So I was 22 months sober, bro. I've fucking in the last you know, 18 months solid. Travelled around Australia, you know, pushing a positive message. Um, you know, been on some of the you know best true crime podcasts in Australia and international. Um, you know, I, I'm a registered influencer. Um, you know, merchandise distributor. I registered Hope Cartel as a brand. I am monetized streaming. I'm monetized over on Facebook. You know, I've created multiple sources of income, man. Fucking, and now, yeah, man, I'm fucking no longer a fucking dope dealer. I'm legit proper hope dealer, man. Legit, you know, I've got beautiful pad, man. I'm just about to get my license, get a little car. You know what I mean? Then I'll be proper free. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, it's all happening. You know, like, I, 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 I'm blessed, man. You know what I mean? I'm blessed, you know, but, um, you know, I think the key to it was, was, you know, I showed up every day and I told my story. I've got a story. I'm prepared to tell it. I tell my story and I showed up every day, man. I haven't missed a post. You know what I mean? I, I saturate social media with fucking content. You know what I mean? Yep. Even one day I just fucking drop a reel and it's just a real, I, I can't not, you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, that's the key to it, man. And I fucking, same way I fucking leveled up in the streets or, you know, I just level up on socials now. This is my job, man. I can't believe it, you know. Um, like I said earlier, man, they say crime doesn't pay, man. Fucking, in my case, it might have, you know what I mean? But <laughs> aside you know, that's talking about myself. There's a bigger picture, you know. There's a bigger picture, you know what I mean? And that's, um, like I said before, man, how many homes have I broken up, you know what I mean? And the, the kids, man, let's talk about the kids. Like, they're the collateral damage on the war on drugs. They don't deserve this shit, man. They don't deserve mum to be strung out on dope with dad's in jail and they're missing out on feeds and I get to go to movie world, they haven't got Christmas presents. That's putrid, man. No kid deserves that. You're right. And fuck, part of the problem, man. Now I'm trying to be part of the solution. I mean, I'm not a fucking, not fucking save the world, that's for sure. But, um, you know, I've got a five-year plan to open up a rehab centre and if I can open up that rehab centre, you know, I'll put asses in beds, get them clean, get them back out into the community and, um, you know, if they stay clean, get a job, you know, trade, whatever, you know, get a little house, a mortgage, this, that. Man, those kids, they got, you know what I mean, that they might not go without, like, a, a drug addict's family, you know what I mean? Yep. They might get the movie world and the presents under the tree and breakfast, lunch, and tea, and that's that generational trauma, man. That's how we, put, we break the cycle, you know what I mean? And that's just, I've got to, I'm on a mission, man. Like, I'm a man on a mission now. That's my way to give back. You know, I've got to do this, you know what I mean? Like, I'm all hands are tied now, you know? Like, I'm, 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 keeps me accountable. You know what I mean? I found purpose, self worth for the first time in my life. I feel like I'm doing something right, not wrong. I've learned to love, not hate. And I look at the bigger picture and that's what it is, man. How else can I, how, how more can I give back to the community? You know what I mean? Or communities. And that's by pushing a positive message, pushing hope on social media, push it all the way to a rehab center, put batches of merch, like used to fit batches of gear and, Eventually, I'm my own real. That's in, that's a business where you help people, man. I, I, I'm fine to invest in a business. I, I want to be in the business of helping people. That sounds good to me. And then I can right my wrongs, and hopefully, you know, there's some kids that get to grow up, and they'll have kids, and you know, they'll live fruitful lives. You know what I mean? That's what it is, man. That's the truth for word. Yeah, that's what it is, bro. Respect to you, brother. You know what you're fucking doing is absolutely amazing, bro. Um, you know, it definitely doesn't go unnoticed. I, I, you know, I can guarantee there's a fair share of fucking trolls out there, brother, but the good outweighs the bad. Um, you're a fucking inspiration, Gaz, and it's been an absolute honour having you on here, brother. I um, look forward to chatting to you soon, my bro. Thank you, mate. Cheers, my bro. Thank you, mate. Cheers, Gaz.